the time that we're living in is just crazy, right? Like, um, but what I've noticed is that when you really stop to think about what you believe in and what you don't believe in, why, why do you believe what you believe and why don't you believe things that might be true? You know, what causes you to believe things over other things? So really the main topic of what I want to talk about today is our unbelief. Um, I think it's easy to say, you know, we trust in so many things in this life. Um, you know, we can go down through the list. Politics, um, history books, science, music, parenting skills, parenting um, teaching on how to parent, you know, the weather, studies. Like, I think 2020 was a prime example of how many different articles came out on either side of if masks work or if they don't work. You know what I'm saying? Like crazy, right? And so many people would find an article stating how they do absolutely work. And they were holding to that that fact. They were like, yes, no, this is absolute fact. I believe it 100%. I don't believe the other articles coming out just as heavy on the other side saying, um, no, masks don't work. You know, I think that's a great example of how both spectrums can hold on to a belief as well as not believe another thing. But what I want you to really see with that, it's not really about, not, you know, here to discuss masks or politics, you know. Um, and, you know, even presidency. This has been like the most insane elections, you know, that we've seen this year then I, I think that like all of history it's been wild but again I'm not here to talk about the election or politics or anything but what I want you to understand and I want you to see is that so many times we put so much belief and trust in faith in these things in this based on man's idea that are always changing they're shifting targets. They're moving constantly. As times progress, things change. People have different ideas. People have different opinions. Uh, new studies that come out. New science forms. I mean, it's wild how even five years ago, things that are coming out now as being okay and accepted and normal were not the case five years ago. In fact, they were probably the opposite. You know, we can see all throughout history that there are repeatedly, like, what can you honestly even trust in this world, right? Like, you know, you can joke and say, we've all joked, I think, and said, you know, it must be real. It was on Facebook, right? Like, how many people, and that's the scary part, how many people use Facebook as their source of truth and fact? Yikes. Like, they, they form an opinion based on something they read a title of without even reading the article, and then they blast it all over Facebook as reality, and they believe it. Like, it blows my mind how easily we can believe things that are constantly shifting, constantly changing, that don't prove to remain truth and stand the test of time. But yet, when it comes to a God who created us, who loves us and desires relationship with us, 
we get all weird and we don't believe. We have unbelief in our hearts or we we feel like, oh, I don't, I don't do that church thing. I don't do that God thing. I could never believe that stuff. But yeah, you believe a man running for presidency who lies through his teeth. I'm not, and this is not directed towards any specific president currently. This is throughout history, okay? We've all seen where they've said one thing and then they do another. Or they have all these articles that come out about skincare routine and to don't do this and don't do that. But then three months later, the, the whole new skincare routine is completely changed up and you should throw that one out because it doesn't work. It's not proven true. It's constantly changing. They're shifting targets. We have focused so much of our attention on these topics and areas in our life where we choose to just put all trust and faith in but yet it's always changing. The carpet can be ripped out from under us at any moment when we stay so bought in and believe these things of this world. But what I want you to understand is that I want you to really, you know, even ask yourself right now, you know, if you're not a believer, if you don't go to church, if you, you know, are like, no, I'm not religious, I don't, I don't care about that. Okay, that's fine. Just take a second and ask yourself, why do you believe what you believe? Why do you believe a man and what he says? Why do you believe science and, and what it says? Because there's been a lot with science lately that's been like, oh, well, well, it did that. But new studies show it's like always changing. There's nothing that's set in stone, right? But why do you believe in the things that this world puts out there? An article on parenting or, you know, um, how to grow your relationships, but yet, when it comes to the things of God or his word or who he is, you have so much unbelief. And maybe, you know, maybe I'm speaking to those who have believed, who have claimed to know Jesus for the last hundred years. What is it that has held you in unbelief? Why do, have you allowed unbelief to remain in your heart? And I really think that this topic is huge. Um, I know here at our church, um, you know, the topic is actually perfect. The topic was about God, that he's a, a never-changing God. He doesn't change. He's been consistent. He's the same. He's immovable. He's never changing, you know. And um, But yet, we just have so many issues with what we choose to believe and what we choose to not believe. But I want to get down to the word of God because I'm telling you, if you serve him, if you know him, there's going to be moments in your walk of faith, in your relationship with Jesus, that you're going to feel that, that, you know, that line of, do I stay believing God's word or do I shift and, and don't believe what it says? Like we either, we have to just make a choice that we're either going to believe the word of God or we're not. There's no picking and choosing when it comes to the word of God. Like, I don't know. It, it doesn't even make sense in my brain that we could believe some of God's word but not believe all of God's word. Like, that, that's weird to me. That's weird. Um, so we need to understand and, and start to step towards a place where we're truly believing every word that is in this book. Because I'm telling you, it is for you. It is for you. It was written to bring 
to bring peace and healing, to show you a better way, to have connection with you, for relationship with you. God didn't write it just to write it so we could get a couple good ideas and post a cute little scripture that sounds good um, with a selfie. That's not what the word was created for. The word has a purpose. The word has a direction. The word is living. It changes lives. It's never wrong. It doesn't change based on relevancy and what culture dictates and says. It is everlasting. It's consistent. So why do we are we filled with so much unbelief? You know, there's been moments in my own life that I've had to ask myself, you know, if I'm struggling to see something or to try to to believe God's word to overcome, I have to always ask myself, why do I feel like I don't fully believe this right now? And don't get me wrong. I understand situations and circumstances in our life, hardship in our life comes and we feel like, oh man, I don't know. This is kind of, this is a big deal. Okay, but I had peace, but now it's been robbed because, you know, my husband and I were getting divorced or my kids are acting up and I can't seem to get a control of them or I just lost my job or, you know, I have a family member who's strung out on drugs and I'm fearful for their life or we're in a global pandemic and I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. What is it? We allow every situation and circumstance dictate our belief system. But the only thing that should dictate your belief system is the word of God. The word of God that like I, I'm going to keep repeating it. It does not change. It's not a shifting target. It doesn't shift and change with the seasons or, or based on your circumstance. It doesn't change. It proves true no matter what. No matter when things are going great. No matter when things are going bad. No matter when things are a little hard or, or easy, it's consistent. There's a smooth line. God says, nope, I'm right here. This is where I'm at. This is the pace that I'm at. Where are you? Oftentimes we're like this. Oh, I'm doing great. Oh my gosh, I'm doing terrible. Oh my gosh. It's a roller coaster ride of our belief system. But I want to tell you today, number one, I think it's important for you to know that unbelief, when you look at it based on God's word, is a sin. Okay, Mindy. Okay, Mindy. You're always coming at us with what's a sin. Listen, I'm not here to say it to condemn you. Listen, this was a revelation for me when I really started to study this out like a while ago. You know, God just kept showing me the opposite of faith is not fear or doubt. It is unbelief because faith is believing and knowing there's a, it's a conviction of a reality. So I want you to understand that I'm not sitting here to point fingers and say, you know, no, I, but I want you to know that unbelief is not something that we should take lightly as believers that, you know, um, if you don't know Jesus, like it's the same thing. Like it shouldn't be something that we take so lightly uh, and we just disregard it. Like take a chance in something. Why do you have the convictions you have and the things you believe that are of this world, you know, in the government, in, in your job, in whatever it is that you have more faith over than God. Like why? You need to figure out for yourself, why do you believe certain things over God's word? And I'm telling you, a lot of it always comes down to our situations, our circumstance, what we can see in the natural. And we weigh those things to, well, I can't really see God. So is he really doing it? Like, I don't really know. 
and we get in this weird place and then we allow unbelief creeping in and before you know it, it's robbed us of all of our faith. We stop believing and then we get frustrated and we get mad at God and then we walk away and say, nah, I've heard it so many times. I've tried the God thing. I've tried church. I don't, I don't do religion. How many of you have heard that? Maybe you're watching and have said that yourself. Listen, I'm telling you today, it's not about trying a religion or trying the God thing and it's weird and it's culty and I don't understand those things. Listen, a side note real quick on the whole cult thing. Listen, some of you, some of y'all be going and getting your palms read and looking into a crystal ball or going to get a massage and letting them speak all this and that over you and you want to say that the power of God is weird? Don't even come at me with that, okay? Palm reading is weird. Those things are weird. They're counterfeits to what God already has, the power that God already has. But anyway, I had to get on that because that's been something that's been coming up a lot. And I want to tell you today that the power of God is real and it's powerful and it's, it will change your life. It, it proves true. So, um, and you know, I want to just point out too, like, why do we have so much faith in man, right? Like, and this is why our circumstance comes in, we weigh the circumstance with how we feel about God instead of his actual word most of the time, right? So we base everything we do in our life off of a feeling or the emotion that it produces. So we have the situation or circumstance come in. We get a bad report from the doctor that says you have cancer. So now, oh my gosh, I have cancer. A doctor told me that I have cancer. We put doctor far above the creator every single time. Like, we hear, oh, well, he's a doctor. He's gone to school for this. He's studied in this. He knows these things. But yet, the God who has created you, all that we live in, and produces everything that we need and have, and has abundance of blessing and favor and good things for us, we still put that doctor up here. Because, well, he went to school and his he's got a a doctor in front of his name so I'm gonna obviously trust him I mean but listen that's not what this is about don't put your belief and I'm not saying doctors are bad I'm not saying that those things are bad or wrong but they should never never outweigh God's word in your life if you get a bad report from the doctor your first thing should be no not be filled with unbelief and doubt. Well, God said I would never have this. Well, God said I would never. No, then get angry and say, no. Start speaking to that sickness. Start speaking to that cancer with the word of God in faith saying, no, you have to go in the name of Jesus. No, I don't accept this by any means. I'm going to believe if God's word said it, where he's never been proven wrong, he's never been proven to not follow through on his word, where there's no, you know, uh, read between the lines with God, that's where you have to choose to shift. Don't allow yourself to fall into unbelief based on a situation or circumstance, ever. Don't allow yourself to do it. And the hard part is, is you know, this is oftentimes what we do. We also base our faith or what we believe based on the experiences of others. I mean, 
I'm sure we've all maybe fallen into that a time or two. And I pray and I hope that this enc it encourages you to not do that. You know, and I'm not here to attack anybody. I'm not here to point fingers. But, you know, because um, really, I really want to reach those that maybe don't know Jesus. And if you are watching and that's you and you said, well, I don't care about the whole God thing because Christians, you know, are sad, pathetic, and they seem like they're weak, and they're hypocritical, and they're judgmental, and the church is weird, and this and that. First of all, I am sorry. You're right. There are those types of Christians, just like there are those types of cashiers, just like there are those types of doctors, just like there are those types of lawyers or dentists. We could go down through the list. People are people. They're flawed. We're imperfect. You're going to find those types of people everywhere. But I can guarantee you're still going to shop at Wegmans. You're still going to go to the doctor's office. You're still going to go get your teeth clean. So stop with coming at it in that way allow christians who genuinely love god let their life be an example to you and be drawn to that i'm sorry for those christians who who have given in a bad name but i'm here to tell you today the good news the the goodness of god the, the things that he has for you what he desires for you and i want you to understand that it starts with taking a step of faith it starts with changing going from unbelief to believing what the word of God says over every circumstance, over every worldly or cultural thing that has, you know, come up in this world. They can't compare or be outweighed by God's word. God's word stays here, right? Just plant it. It's here. Everything else is up and down, up and down, up and down. But God's word stays consistent. It stays true. It's pure. It's unchanging no matter what the circumstance or situation is. So I want you to understand that you can't base your moment of whatever you're facing based on anybody else's situation or circumstance. Tell me, show me, show me in the Bible where it ever says, well, God promises these things, but sometimes your faith should depend on how other people's situation played out or, you know, their story was different and they didn't get healed or they didn't get a breakthrough or, you know, this happened and didn't go the way that the word said. So I love that you have faith, but let's knock it down a little bit because that might not always happen. That is a bunch of bull crap. Okay. <laughs> I need you to know that right now. That is not truth. You will find that nowhere in God's word. It doesn't exist. You don't base your life and your relationship and your walk with God based on anybody else's life and their relationship with God or a lack thereof ever. I don't care if, if someone's life is great. That's awesome. Let it encourage you, but you should never base that off of someone else's life. And if someone is, you know, claims to be a Christian, I believe God's word, brother, but, <laughs> okay, sister, but, you know, he's trying to teach you something. He's trying to keep you humble. He's trying to, that's a bunch of bull crap. You won't find that in this anywhere. You will not find it in God's word anywhere. It says to have faith, to just believe. It doesn't say anything about, you know, if the circumstance fits in line with if God can do it or not. You won't find that anywhere. But this, this, 
what we've done, and you can see this. So I want to give you an example real quick. So the Israelites in the Old Testament, right? Um, in e Hebrews 3.18, it says, And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So this is referring back to the Old Testament with the Israelites. God delivered them out of Egypt. You know, they were enslaved. They were tortured. They weren't taken care of. God sent a man, helped them, set them free, delivered them. They all left perfectly well in their bodies with all the wealth, with, with perfect wholeness. God brought them to the Red Sea. He parted the Red Sea. Every, every single time we see that God always came through. He never left them. He never abandoned them. He never, he never said, well, I guess I just changed my mind today. Like, that wasn't the case. But we see they're saying that God had a promised rest for them. He had a place prepared for them. Because they did not obey God, because of unbelief, they were not able to enter into that rest. So I want you to understand today that unbelief will never produce the, the promises of God in your life. Unbelief will always lead you to unending frustration, unending worry, unending just, just bitterness. It, it's not going to leave you in a place that's good and healthy. You're going to be miserable because you choose not to believe. Because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter in the place that God had for them. So listen, again, I've tried that God thing. I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. I've tried church. It's weird. It doesn't work for me. It, I, I prayed and God didn't answer me. Listen, it's, it, the first step is believing. But believing and obedience always go hand in hand. When we truly believe God's word and we truly love him and we believe it, we're going to willingly obey everything he's asked of us. And when we do that, that's when his blessing comes. That's when his favor comes. That's when we're so full of his peace, of his joy, and he can use us in mighty ways. That's when purpose is absolutely revealed, is when we believe, we have faith, and we obey. You'll always see disobedience and unbelief go hand in hand. Because the Israelites disobeyed or, or were not believing, they, they walked their their reactions were in disobedience. God would tell them to do one thing, and what'd they do? They'd go and build their own golden calf, their own God to worship, because they were impatient, or they were, well, I don't believe that God's going to do I know he took us to the Red Sea, and I know he did, but he's left us here to die. They are in the wilderness, and that's what they were selling, saying and complaining to Moses about. He's left us here to die. I'd rather go back to Egypt. Your unbelief after so long, is going to drive you back to the former ways of life. It's going to drive you back to those things that once held your life captive, that had control over your life. If you allow unbelief to stick around for too long, it's going to drive you back to the places that God already set you free from. It's important to know that unbelief on any measure is never okay and it's not from God. We have to start making choices to say, I'm going to believe God's word no matter what. And because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter the land. So you have to always know that unbelief and disobedience, they're inseparable. It will only leave you constantly frustrated and disappointed. It'll only hold you back from seeing every promise 
in God's word. Um, in John 3.36, it says, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. John believes that this unbelief is to be not obeying the Son. And that phrase, not obey, is in regards or has the meaning of having absolutely no concern. No, or, or rejecting faith in Jesus. That's pretty big. But it's saying, he who believes in the Son shall have eternal life. So that means anybody, anybody even watching right now, if you just simply believe in your heart that Jesus died for you, that he loved you, that he rose again, and that he, has, he desires relationship with you, you can know him. You can, you can know him. You can begin to be in relationship with him. And you can start to see what he can do for you in your life and how you can, how you can be a part of what he has for you. But those who do not believe shall not see life. That's huge. So we have to have, we have to believe and have faith. And this is what I love, Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. It is impossible to please God if we stay in unbelief. As a Christian, as a believer, we, we confess, oh, I'm a believer, I'm a believer. But yet, we don't believe anything that the word of God says. We stop at salvation, which to me, um, salvation, I think, is one of the craziest things we could possibly have faith for. That when we confess God as our Savior, that he comes into our heart and he dwells and he has a relationship with us. And that we get to go and be with heaven when we pass away from this earth. That, you know, we're now, like, think about it. <laughs> I think it takes greater faith to believe for salvation, but so many times we stop at salvation. So then when it comes time to believe for a healing, oh, no, I can't do that. Or it comes time to see a financial breakthrough. Oh, no, I can't do that. Or when it comes time to, to declare that he's going to protect you. Oh, no, I can't. Or peace or joy. We, we give up. We throw in the towel. But we say we're believers, but we don't believe. We're full of unbelief. Don't let that be your story. It's impossible. So I don't care how busy you are. Oh, I'm busy. I serve the Lord. I do all. Okay, you can come here. You can come and serve at the church. You can do all this. You can be a little busybody for Jesus, but be filled with unbelief and it will produce nothing in your life. It would be done in vain because his word is clear. It's impossible to please God without faith, without any faith, which is unbelief. The opposite of faith is unbelief. So unbelief, it's a sin. It will never please God. Don't allow it to remain in your life today. Don't stay focused on those shifting targets. You know, this is God. This is God right here. What do you think is easier to focus on? The world, the hand that's moving and the world of everything that's changing or the one thing that's not been moved, that's not changed based on anything? History books. I know the stuff that I learned in high school, it's all different stuff now they're learning. Come on, are you serious? We gotta get to a place where we can see the truth. What has been consistent? What has proven true over time? And it's the word of God. It is who he is, it's his character. It's his nature revealed to us. And it's unchanging, it does not change. So a couple things that unbelief will produce. Division, 
loss, lack, confusion, your own God complex, well, I don't really need God anyway, or I don't believe that he can do it, but I will figure it out. I will make a way. So now we put ourselves in position of being God. I'm sorry, that's terrifying. No, don't do that. Um, it will cause us to worship man. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> presidents right now, why would you do that? They change all the time. Why do you so easily believe them? They're changing constantly. It'll cause us to think that God isn't real or that his word isn't true. It'll cause fear. See these shifting targets of unbelief in things that are always changing. We need to shift that. It's only going to leave you frustrated. Unbelief will never produce what I desire. I want you to just go ahead and write that in the comments even right now. That unbelief will never produce what I desire. It will never produce what we desire. Never. A couple examples real quick. Matthew 13, Jesus goes back to his hometown. You know, he had been just going from town to town and seeing mighty miracles. He was raising people from the dead. He was, blind eyes were being opened. Lame were getting up and walking. You know, so many awesome, amazing miracles. And he goes to his hometown and they're like, who's this dude? Isn't that just, just Jesus? And they were filled with unbelief. They did not believe that he was the miracle worker. They did not believe that he had the power to do those things. So he wasn't able to do any mighty miracle there. Any uh, mighty miracle. Your unbelief will stop the miracle and the power of God moving and working in your life. You need to absolutely rid yourself of all unbelief. And then we know, again, the Israelites, we see it time and time again. Their unbelief always led them to disaster. Always led them for loss and heartache enslavement don't allow unbelief to dictate your life anymore so how do i how do i start to believe how do i remove unbelief from my life and remain in faith i love the second part of hebrews 11 um it says that for he who comes to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This means that all to come to him, that's us as believers, those that are righteous. And listen, I'm not saying righteous is like, oh, we're better. No, it just means people who choose to believe God's word and are in right standing with God. You could do that today. This is not like a select few of people. It's anyone who calls on the name of the Lord, believes in their heart, confesses with their mouth and follows his word and lives according to it. You can be righteous. So that's that's what it's talking about. But we must believe he is who he says he is and has proven it from the beginning of time to the end of time. That means from the very beginning, from all of creation, all the way to the ends of the earth, that God is consistent, that God does not change, that God is who he says he is, and that's not changing. He's always proven it to be to be true and that when we truly seek after him in relationship with him that we will always see good things listen i'm telling you when you keep god first and you genuinely desire relationship to know him more to be with him to remain in his word 
blessing and favor are your portion. That's what you'll remain in. You'll remain in joy. So when that circumstance comes or that bad report comes from the doctor or, or you know, your kid is, is going through something or problems in your marriage or, you know, whatever, an identity crisis. When those things try to come, you'll be able to remain consistent, steadfast. You won't be like, oh, I don't know if I believe that. Because God's word will say, no, I did it here. And then I did it again here. And oh, remember that time I did that for you? And he's going to be able to point to you and show you through his word and in your own life. Every single time he remained faithful, he remained consistent, that he never failed you, that he never turned his back on you. You will be able to see that. Believing in the existence of a personal, infinite, and holy God who cares for us. That's what believing is. Believing that God will respond and reward us when we sincerely seek after him in faith. He wants, that's the thing. He wants to reward you. He wants good things for you. Like, why do we, why are we so afraid? Or why do we not believe? Like, I don't know if I want to try God because... Like religion has made it so drab and bleh, okay? Religion, I'm not talking about religion. Religion will do nothing for you. Religion won't bring you peace. Religion won't, won't satisfy you. Religion will be unfulfilling. Religion only takes things from you, okay? Religion is garbage. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a genuine relationship with an awesome God. That's what I'm talking about today. It's saying that when we believe in him, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. He wants to reward you with good things. Um, and it's to have a deep conviction of reality. You know, uh, I love Hebrews 11 because it, it, if you want to build your faith and you want to believe and you want to go to that next level, read Hebrews, um, the book of Hebrews really, but like Hebrews 11, 10, 11, and 12, like insane, will build your faith. But it's talking about, I mean, you could go down through every single thing. And by faith, they saw this. And by faith, and by faith, and by faith. It's just showing and giving account to every single person talked about in the Bible that went through some stuff. Like these weren't people who had everything put together and looked the best and played the part and were just perfect little you know, people, no, some of these people went through some stuff, but they chose to remain in faith. They heard from God and they knew his word says that he'll, he'll never, he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. I heard God speak this to me. This is what he's promised to me. He's never failed me. I know that this is what he said. And I'm, I'm not shifting from that. No matter what, I'm not shifting from that. And because they chose to remain in faith, because they believed the report of the Lord, they were able to see every single promise that God had for them. Every single one, they were able to see it. And it continues and it goes, and by faith, and by faith, and by faith, they all believed. And it was a great testimony. So I'm telling you, start to believe God is not going to fail you. He cannot fail you. Like his word has been true, has just been proven. You know, if you're having a, if you're having a hard time believing for healing, you know, go start looking up testimonies of God's healing, miraculous power throughout the ages. I mean, we go back into like, you know, the early 1900s and the twenties and stuff. I mean, there's documentation of great men and women of God 
And God used them, and they saw great, mighty things. One of my favorites, John G. Lake. Go look him up, okay? He started out um, not believing these things, you know? He had a level of unbelief, and he started to really dive into God's word, and God started to reveal to him that he was a healer, that his desire was always to heal, to set people free, to bring wholeness. And he started to apply that to his life. And he started to see miracle after miracle after miracle. He's the one when the bubonic plague in Africa was rampant and taking many lives, okay? He told them, and this is documented, go look it up, I'm telling you. It'll build your faith. But he told them to put the plague, the virus, on his palm and it would die. And they have it documented. They put it under a microscope, they put it on his hand, and it shriveled up and it died. He goes on from there you know, many people getting healed to, to getting these healing homes. I think it's in Washington. They're still there to this day. I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. This is all documented. It's real because he, he got it. He chose to believe God's word and he saw the manifestation. He saw God come through every time. He saw that in fact, yes, God is a healer. God still works miracles. God still desires to move in the hearts of his people because he loves them. That's the whole reason behind it. Um, we see another guy, Smith Wigglesworth. Dude raised so many people from the dead. It's crazy. All documented. Go look it up. You know, we see these great um, first great awakening and the second great awakening in times of revival. In revival is people choosing to believe and be reminded of who God says he is and what he's done in their life. And people get set free. They get healed. Their bodies, they're whole in their body. They're, they're left with joy and peace. I'm telling you, these are the things that believing will produce in your life. And I'm not talking about just healing. I mean, there's been there's been testimonies and miracles in your finances. When you apply God's word and you're a tither and you're a sower, God always comes through. He takes care of you. Um, we knew uh, these people. Um, we went down to this, like, um, I call it camp meeting, but it's like revival services for a week. It's really powerful. It's awesome. And there was a couple there. And they lived in um, down south somewhere, and they had been experiencing a lot of flooding um, from one of the hurricanes that was coming up. And I saw the pictures. I saw the pictures. It blew my mind. It was so cool. Um, God will protect you when you believe. If he, His word says that he protects. He encamps around those, the, the righteous. Okay, so... You know, they were they were praying and declaring everywhere was getting flooded, right? They saw the water coming towards their property line and they began to pray and they chose to believe not, oh, well, our neighbor's house is going under and that's going under and all of downtown is under. I don't know. I just don't know if God's going to do it. No, they chose to believe. And you know what? They have pictures. It's wild. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. Like, these were an older couple too, like they don't have that kind of, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I just don't think that they were like technically able to like, you know, let's edit these pictures and try to like fool people. No, I saw the pictures with my own eyes. It was so crazy. Um, but the water line, it was coming up and they just, be, they really just stood and they confessed and they declared and they thanked God 
and said, we believe you. We're standing on your word. No water shall come past our property line. We know that you're a protector. We know that you're going to keep us safe, that no, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And you know what? They have pictures of the water line, literally, like a wall had been built around their property line. The water was like, like, Think of water when it hits a wall. It just kind of like sits there and kind of goes back. That's what the pictures showed around their property line. And then it went one step farther and there had a picture of a hand, a giant hand that looked like it was lit up. I'm telling you, when I was hearing this at first, I was like, what? I, ha I had a little unbelief. It was crazy. But you know what? They showed me the pictures. You, It was something so unreal. Nobody could make it up. Nobody could digitally edit. It was a hand facing the water, stopping it from coming onto the property line. I'm sorry. No one can ever convince me that there's not a God who's real, who desires good things for you. I'm telling you right now, I don't care what, what situation you're facing. I don't care what you're believing for that you've gotten frustrated in because you haven't seen the promise yet. Get back up on that horse right now. Start believing, start confessing, and get in line with God's word because I'm telling you, it is proven to be true throughout the test of time. He's never once changed. He's never once flipped the script. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not give up to unbelief. Start believing for that thing to change in your life. Start calling on the name of God and let him show you that he is a healer, that he is a protector, that he is a provider, that he desires good things for you. That is his true desire. And lastly, let's get in here. I'm sorry, I'm just really excited. Those things are exciting. Testimonies and seeing God's power gets me excited. It stirs up faith. If you want to stir up faith, if you want to start believing, go listen to testimonies of very real people like you and I. These aren't just special people that have different titles. This is normal people who chose to believe something that has proven to be consistent, that has never once changed. And they said, I'm choosing to believe that. And it's produced something in their life. It's produced up to approving to be true on God and who he is. Um, and I want you to understand Hebrews 6, 8, it says that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. We might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of a hope set before us. It's impossible for God to lie. Man can't, man, it, it no, I'm sorry. Man fails, man lies, man's imperfect. Man will never be able to produce all the things that God can produce for you. It is impossible for him to lie. He doesn't even know how to lie. It's not in his nature. It's not who he is. He has these things for you. Again, this isn't about religion. Religion won't save you. Religion won't, won't you know, build a belief system in you. But it's faith in a relationship with Jesus that will establish that belief system that can establish that steady, firm foundation on God's word to know that, no, I choose to believe this. I understand that there's real facts in this world, but they still don't stand or even pale in comparison to the word of God. And that is proven. 
So I want you to know to start believing today and see God's promises for your life. Um, Mark 9, 23, Jesus said to him, if you believe all things are possible to him who believes. It's just simply believing. If God's word says it, just believe it. Just believe it. He's never done anything for you to doubt him, for you to not to believe him. Just believe. So how do I do that? Look at the facts and then weigh them with the word of God, you know, and, and see, okay, these types of things have happened all throughout history, all throughout the Bible history. And God always came through. God always provided. God always protected. God always showed up. God's power was always bigger. God was better. God always came through. Let that be what proves it to you. Stop overthinking everything. Stop being so analytical about every little detail on Facebook that you read, that you have to go and you have to look into every single conspiracy theory known to man and, and let it flood your mind. I'm telling you, anybody's going to be on rocky ground and stay in a place of unbelief when you're filled with so much information that, that goes on every little bunny trail. Just stop it. Stop it. Go to what the source is and understand. Take control of your thoughts. Make sure the info and the things that you're reading into are actual, like, or people that you're trying to learn from are actually people who have been proven and have fruit produced in their life. That means they're actually seeing people's lives impacted in a powerful way, a good way, a positive way, that they're actually helping people. Um, that they're actually sound in what they're talking about with God's word. I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting here being like, hello. But I'm serious. Like, don't just go on YouTube and type in some random topic. And then the first video that comes up that, you know, has three likes on it. And you're like, well, this is what this guy said. No, go make sure the people and the information that you're getting is, is a valuable source that you know is backed by the word of God and is true. And then focus on that. Go look up miracles. Go listen to sermons that are going to build on faith. Because they talk about miracles. They talk about God's working power and how it changes your life. And you know what? You can simply ask God to help your unbelief. It's the best part. Is He knows. Um, Mark 9, 24 is a follow-up to when God Jesus was telling us to just believe. Um it says, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Let that be your prayer today. If you've been struggling with trying to believe God's word, say, Lord, help my unbelief. Increase my faith. The, the, the um, disciples, they asked, Lord, increase our faith. Increase your faith. Ask him. Help my unbelief, Lord. John 3.18, it says, uh, who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the one and only begotten son. That's John 3.18. It's Again, just believe. You will inherit eternal life. You will inherit all the promises of God. You can be called a, a son or daughter of God. Um, John 20, 31, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, 
and that believing you may have life in his name. We can only have eternal life through Jesus, not Buddha, not Muhammad, not good vibes, not like, you know, I'm just a good person, bro. Like, that's not how it works. We get eternal life through the gift of Jesus dying on a cross, through salvation. And it's believing. It starts with a belief. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. Mark eleven twenty four. I don't see anywhere in there where it says, oh, just some things or just, you know, um, when you've been a really good person for like the last 10 days, then I'll do these. It just says, therefore, I tell you, whatever, what is whatever? Literally anything, right? Anything that would align with God's word and you believe it, you can have and receive it, it will be yours. And Matthew 21, 22, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So when you stand in agreement and you're following and living according to God's word and you believe in your heart and you're, you're in right standing with him, when you make your request known to God, he is always going to answer. Now, don't give up just because you don't see it. You know, we live in a world, we want it right now. And, you know, don't try to test God thinking like, well, I'm going to test him. And if he doesn't deliver by, you know, 1 p.m. tomorrow, well, God doesn't work and I don't like him. Don't, don't do that. Believe it. Stand in faith. Believe. God, I know this is what you've said. This is what your word declares. You cannot lie. It's not impossible for you. And I'm going to stay believing what your word says, because you've always proven to be true. Listen, I just want to encourage you today. If unbelief has been a part of your life, get rid of it today. Just simply ask God, help my unbelief, increase my faith. That thing, whatever it may be that you've been believing for or, or that you've given up on because you've allowed unbelief and pick it back up today and, and, and start to stand on God's word saying, no, I choose to believe the report of the Lord. I choose to believe God's word. His word trumps every moving target in this world. It trumps every government, every law in this world, every study, every historical fact, every history book, every parenting lesson. I mean, my goodness. And you know what? Some people might think it's outdated, but I'm sorry. It's still working. His word is literally still working and will remain so try it try it for yourself test those things out of the world and see what that gets you it's going to leave you frustrated disappointed unfulfilled but try god's word step out and choose to just believe just believe god's word and see what it produces in your life I pray that this is an encouragement to you. I pray that, man, once you start to get a hold of this and you start to just believe and you're, un, you're unwavering, man, God's going to show up in your life and he's going he's gonna to pour out his blessing and favor. He's going to use you in mighty ways. So I challenge you. And if you don't know Jesus, I challenge you too. Give it a try. I always try to encourage people, give Jesus a try. You've tried everything else in this world for however long you've been alive. You've tried doing it your way. You've tried turning to alcohol. You've tried to turn into money. You've tried turning to, you know, good deeds. You've tried all those other things. 
and yet you're still unfulfilled. Try Jesus for six months sincerely and see what he does. See what he does. I guarantee you it'll change your life. Listen, I love you. Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you share this with someone. I pray that it encourages them. But I look forward to my time with you in two weeks. Love you. Have a great day.